Hey, everybody, we are back with the Black Wash Podcast. I am your co-host, Larry Simpson, with my other co-host, Destiny Johnson. And today, this is our 10th episode, and we want to thank everybody for rocking with us to this point. And um, so we want to do something a little differently. We wanted to grab a couple of topics that we've seen in the headlines and kind of address those. And we wanted to start first and foremost with Texas. So Destiny, why don't you kick it off? Yes, so Texas, the Lone Star State, a place that is near and dear to my heart because they have been suffering from some extremely low temperatures. Like it has been said that the temperatures in Texas are colder than the temperatures in Alaska right now, which is bizarre because that's wild, super wild because Texas is like one of those southern coastal states. And they are not even equipped to be handling weather that is in the single digits. Like usually you can expect that in maybe like the Midwest or the Northern East Coast, but not in Texas. And Texas has also been phenomenal. You know, they're like kind of like a country within itself and they like to do everything on their own and they don't fuck with all the other states. So they have, a power grid that's on its own where all the other states have like a West Coast and East Coast power grid. They have it on their own. And it's so ironic to wait because they are known for their oil and power and energy and now they don't have it. And the whole entire state is pretty much frozen and people are dying. Absolutely. I think... I think um, we we've kind of have to tackle multiple issues when looking at this thing. I think the, the, major, the major problem is, like you said, with the policy of them kind of wanting to be a lone rager and doing things on their own and saying, we're Texas, we're going to do our own thing, yada, yada, yada. Which if they didn't, they would be well equipped for a situation like this because they could get energy flown in from different states, not flown in, but the power and energy from other states to have enough power to be generated through the whole state where people would not have had their water pipes burst and their electricity out and be in their houses freezing in a freaking like igloo. Exactly, but not just that though, DJ, not just that, cause that's certainly part of it. But another part of it is, and, and we see this kind of war happening all the time in politics. The war between saving money and trying to get as rich as possible versus uh, implementing certain safeguards that cost more money, but kind of avoid the type of catastrophe that we're seeing in Texas. If you look at the Texas uh, uh, political climate, there, there's something called you know, uh, making your equipment and your power lines and your, your pipes winterized, prepared for certain extreme temperatures. However, for whatever reason, Texas decided, well, we're just not going to do that. We're going to kind of sit back or we're not going to do it to the degree to which they needed to do it. So in the short term, that saved money because you're not paying money to go have all these uh, things implemented in order to keep everything, you know, in proper condition for this type of weather. This has worked for them because it's never been this fucking cold. Exactly. So, and it works, it worked to their advantage all these other years when they were like, you know what, we're going to risk, it's kind of like driving without insurance. If you don't get caught, you, you have all, you're making, you're keeping all that money you would otherwise pay in your Gucci. But the second you get in a car accident, 
now it's an issue. Or the second you get pulled over and then they realize you don't have any proof of insurance, it's an issue. And it's like, that's what that's what's happened in Texas. It's like the, the chickens have finally come home to roost because now all those years of saying, well, we don't want regulation. We don't want the government doing this. We don't want the government doing that. Now, all of a sudden, they're in a position where they really need the government. Mm. They and need, and people are calling for Biden. Meanwhile, Cruz is in, and where, where is he? Cancun. We got Cancun Cruz. And then we got all these, the, we got the governor saying, you know, tough luck. I hate to be you. And everybody was like, well, what is Biden doing? What is all these Republicans? Or what about Biden? What about Biden? Or blaming AOC in the Green New Deal. And I'm like, what's going on? Yo, climate change is real, motherfuckers, because you're experiencing this. Like, look at this. And Biden's like, okay, I'm sending FEMA, this, that, and this. But it's been a week already. And for this mayor, this unknown mayor of this small town, it's Colorado City. What was his name? Something his name escapes me. Boyd, something Boyd. Yeah. And he's just like tweeting out or on Facebook, putting up a messages, talking about no one owes you or your family anything, nor is the government responsible to support you. First of all, motherfucker, you work for me. It is your responsibility to work for me. We have to start making these politicians accountable. I I don't live in Texas. I'm taking this a little bit way too personal. But for the people in Texas, I've had taxes taken out of my checks in Texas, actually. So I kind of feel really close and connected to the situation. So for you to tell me that you're not responsible for me, you have me entirely fucked up and go to hell. It, it's like the Texas politicians are trying to have a, a race to who could be the worst politician it's like one of them goes you're on your own motherfuckers and the other one goes i'm going to cancun bitches it's like nobody wants to assume the role of responsibility and to be honest with you on one hand as as you know tragic as it is it's somewhat comical but if people like if people weren't dying it would can be completely hilarious but the fact that people are dying it makes it no laughing matter but i will say it's given the opportunity for the local residents in, in the state of Texas to really show what they're made of as far as I've heard so many stories of heroism, people helping out their neighbor in certain situations. Let me just first start by saying this, and I want to say this, and it's kind of jumping around, but I want to say this. If anybody listens to this podcast that happens to be in the state of Texas, if you're using your car to warm yourself in your garage, you have to leave some sort of ventilation or you will die of carbon dioxide carbon dioxide poisoning. I mean, we've, we've had a couple of cases like that in, in Texas where people are trying to warm themselves up and they're leaving their garage closed, of course, because they're like, I don't wanna let the cold air in, but they're not realizing that they're letting all that carbon uh, monoxide just circulate within the car and then they're killing themselves by accident or killing their babies. So I know that's not a lot of you guys' intent. So if you're in Texas and doing that, make sure there's some sort of ventilation. And I also saw a story where someone was bringing their generator into their home and it was in the kitchen where the gas is and it also built up the carbon monoxide which kill, 
it killed the the dad, but the mom and the kid were ended up being okay. But it's really dangerous, and people are just doing what they got to do to stay alive. They, like the gov, the mayor said, the sh I'm not even gonna say that, but that everybody needs to survive, not just the strong, because if you're not prepared for this, you don't know what to do and you need the direction from your elected government officials to tell you what to do. And just to Ted Cruz, you have the audacity to try to be somebody's president. Like, seriously? I, I am just baffled. Like, can you imagine what he would have done at the hit of COVID? Like, would you have just taken off to, like, freaking Timbuktu, motherfucker? Like, How no, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is the absolute worst. But even that, like, I just want to, you know, go back to some of the stories that I've heard. Can you imagine some of these Wait, new mothers with these babies? Like, I've heard these, like, there, uh, there was this one woman, she just... She spends her day driving around in her car pretty much with the heat on because like she has a newborn baby and she doesn't want her baby to freeze to death. Like, oh my God, like, can you imagine that? Like having to do that? Cause the roads are already slick. You don't really want to be driving, but it's like, I guess, like she's saying like the motion helps the baby sleep, but it's just like, can you imagine from the second you wake up? And then what do you do when you're sleeping? Cause you're not going to drive you know, without in, without sleeping. Car running, and then the gas stations are running out of gas, supplying it to people because everybody's turning to their cars for heat. It's just completely messed up all the way around. But hold on, I wasn't finished with Ted Cruz. I want to jump back to that. And I honestly don't expect anything more from him because if you couldn't ride from your wife when she was being attacked, by Donald Trump, I don't expect for you to ride for me and want to fight for me as a citizen. What about your daddy? He didn't ride for his daddy. Trump said that his dad was responsible for Kennedy's assassination and, and Cruz just sat there, you know, holding the water for this dude and being like, you know, Trump is so great, yada, 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 and kissing his ass. And meanwhile, he dogging out your wife and your dad? Like, have you no shame, Ted Cruz? Have you no shame? First of all, if I'm your wife and you didn't stick up for me, or at least call his wife a hoe, I want a divorce. Hey, y'all gotta call Melania a hoe. I want a divorce. You just gonna let him tell me that I'm ugly? You go to hell, okay? Well, she hasn't slept with a man in a long time because Ted Cruz is her husband. So she, she's, she's used to him not being a man. He's, he's a spineless like worthless human being. And to be honest with you, it's so crazy that the state of Texas is known for being tough. Like you don't mess with the state of Texas. Everything's bitter, bigger in Texas. And the, the, your elected representative, your senator is somebody who just is somebody's bitch all day. He just runs around being somebody's punk all day and from representing the great state of Texas. It's really quite an embarrassment. Who did he run against again? What was that guy's name? Are you talking about in Texas? Yeah. I think he ran, did he, didn't he run against Beto O'Rourke or whatever? That's what I was going to say. He was a hot commodity. He would have been trying to do something. He would have been walking around with space heaters. I guarantee you. And you know what crazy is AOC is doing more for the state of Texas than Ted Cruz. Her and her people, they raised a million dollars. 
My girl Beyonce is doing more for Texas. People not even from the state of Texas are doing more for the state of Texas. People with no ties to the state of Texas are doing more for Texas. Even though I will say, let me jump into something that I think is kind of crazy. And maybe I'm, you know me, I'm not a big social media guy, so I could be wrong. But I saw more of the like pray for France when France was going through their thing than I do see for pray for Texas. I could be wrong. Cause like I said, I'm not on social media much. Maybe you can speak to it more than I can, but I feel like when the niece situation happened, we saw more of like, Hey, pray for niece. than we're, we're seeing right now with the, you know, pray for Texas. Like let's all rally around the state of Texas. I could be wrong, but I'm just not seeing much of it. It's out of control. There's literally a half a million people there freezing cold and guess what people are suffering the most take a wild guess i'm gonna guess people of color yes ding 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 the people that are black and brown of course it's their neighborhoods that had cut the power like when was it sunday that's when all this hit that's when the freeze oh i want to say something if i can and it kind of speaks to this I was talking to one of my buddies who was in Texas and I said, how are you doing? And he goes, I'm doing just fine. I live in a neighborhood where there's a bunch of uh, politicians and uh, uh, city councilmen. So our power works just fine. And I, and I didn't think that was, you know, like, and it wasn't him saying like trying to stick his nose up. It was him trying to point out the yeah. fact that yeah, that, you know, that's how things work. The fact that you're in a, a certain area where you have the quote unquote, the important people, you know, you're going to be able to have access to those resources. Whereas, you know, the poorer people and the people who have less flexibility to be able to make other arrangements to get resources are the ones who are left with the least amount of options. And I think that's terrible. I'm being nosy. Is this our law enforcement friend? I'm not going to mention any names, but no, it's not him. <laughs> oh my god. But also this is what I said to our cousin because we have family that's in Texas and she was just saying how the politicians in Texas are trash and this is when we just found out that Texas Do they have power? They should have power. They live in a nice neighborhood. She does, but our aunt, her water pipes burst and her her home was completely flooding. And this is the day that I found out that Ted Cruz was on his way to Cancun. And I think it's so ironic, too, that out of all the places, you go to the place where you talk about their citizens all damn day. You go to Mexico. You are really a piece of shit. And I just want you to know that. Because they're so hypocritical. Like, you could have went to the Caribbean. You could have went to Hawaii. But you took your ass to Mexico. Of course you did. You know, it's it's crazy. It's it's like, you know, they always say like uh, people who hop on the internet and are, are, are all homophobic and whatnot are low-key the ones mm. who are, are closeted homosexuals. It's like it's like the same thing here. The people who scream certain things are the first ones to try to take advantage of it when it works to their, you know, when it works to their uh, certain situations. So Ted Cruz is a snake. I mean, I don't agree with 
Donald Trump on much, but the fact that he's called him lying Ted and all this other stuff, that is most apt description ever. Not only is he a liar, he's a coward and he's a shell of a man. I feel bad for his wife. I feel bad for his children. I couldn't imagine living in the world where I'd have to say Ted Cruz was my parent. Good Lord. What a- just the fact that you got caught up. You're on your way to Mexico. Then you had to tell the media you were just there to drop your family off while you're on your way there. You're in first class with all your luggage. And then you do a turnaround trip because you were shamed. Honestly, I would have respected you way more if you were just been like, hell yeah, it's cold. I'm going to, to Mexico. Fuck y'all. Or anything, just keep that same energy. Say this this trip was already pre-planned. And There's nothing I, I can do. Yeah, and then once I left, I'm not going to, you know, put my family in a more dangerous situation. I feel like I could be just as useful working from Cancun as I can in the state of Texas. I can make all the necessary calls and stuff. Was it, would it be bullshit? Yeah, but it's on par with all the other bullshit he says. So it's like, why all of a sudden now you're trying to save face by going out there? Like I said, the whole state of, uh, like the whole state of Texas, I'm praying for you, but you guys are just an embarrassment. That the fact that you guys, and it's not even about having Republican representation. You can have any Republican, but the fact that Ted Cruz is your, the person you decide to have be your senator, what a disgusting embarrassment. What is absolutely embarrassing for the United States? No, and also, I think this is the opportunity where they needed that guidance and they needed some type of, you know, you just need that eye awakening moment so that you can finally realize hey, maybe this is Texas's opportunity to go blue like Georgia. They need to. And, and, and that's not to say that I'm one of these people who think like, oh, you, the the uh, answer is always just get Democrats in leadership. That's not what I'm saying at all, because, you know, you can have certain states that are led by Democrats that are not doing well in certain situations. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying where you have to have leaders in there that you can trust, not necessarily from an honesty standpoint, but where they, you feel like their interests are aligned with yours. And the fact that Ted Cruz felt that he could do what he's doing and still suffer no political repercussions tells me as a voter, if I was in the state of Texas, that he thinks that his particular interests are not necessarily aligned with mine, or he thinks that I'm an idiot. And then that when the time comes, he can just manipulate me and I'll vote accordingly anyway. Either one of those positions as a voter in the state of Texas would be very troubling to me. And during those trying times, those are when people show you who they really are and you should absolutely believe them. He has nothing to gain right now. So he's acting up and it's crazy. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. I think the temperature should be like rising within the next week and I really hope so. And I think like this is going to be a really sad time because people are going to have to rebuild their homes. People are not working right now. We're in the midst of COVID. Insurance companies are going to be getting out of things. You know, they don't care about water damages because there is, um, you know, Texas is a place where there, it's very common for hurricanes to happen, but at least when hurricanes happen, it's during the summer and it's hotter weather. 
people know how to manage they're used to this but it's one of the coldest winters ever there they're gonna have to figure out how to rebuild their homes if they're gonna have to relocate i don't know i don't think it's worth it for keeping the taxes low for them to just be on their own power grid because this was a very hard tragedy exactly like i said as i said earlier in the, in the episode it's the calculation you make and like i say what's crazy is democrats normally have to bear the weight of the responsibility on this particular issues because as is tradition normally things won't occur normally you won't have an unprecedented winter that's super cold that's what makes it unprecedented normally you won't have these type of things occur so normally it it would appear to work to your advantage to have your own power grid to keep your taxes low but there's some wisdom in the people who are trying to be forward thinking saying you know what hey just in case that happens we should have certain things in place to make sure that if it happens now we don't have to stop everything stop our entire economy as we know it stop and shut down everything and risk thousands of lives in order just to you know save a buck here and there and that's what I, I really think people fail to realize is because we're so used to being concerned with the immediacy of, okay, what does my check look like? How much are they taking out of my check every time for taxes? And we're not thinking about like, God forbid an event like this were to happen, what type of position am I gonna be in? Are we gonna have to bury Nana? Are we gonna have to do this? Are we gonna have to do that? And it's like, yeah, in the short term, maybe it seemed like the right decision, but in the long term, it's looking like the wrong decision. And now rather than saying we took it on the chin or we knew the calculation we're making, they wanna blame uh, Democrats who were saying, let's prepare for that. They wanna say, oh, well, it's the Green New Deal and you know windmills that only can, that only, uh, uh, comprise about 10% of the power in the state of Texas, like maybe even less than that. So it's like, now they want to deflect and make it seem like it's a, another reason for their demise. When the reason for their demise is they made a miscalculation. They thought, well, we're, we're not a Northeastern state. We're, we're in the South. We don't typically get those winter. So we're not going to winterize our equipment. We're not going to prepare and, and, and join a national power grid. We're just gonna hope for the best. And it and it and it's a gamble and you lose. Anybody, we're from Vegas. We know if you go to the casino enough times, eventually the casino gonna win. They gonna win most of the time. Exactly. And I can't even say they can do all this pointing the finger because a week prior to this, you guys couldn't even do the basic thing of putting salt on the ground so that the black ice doesn't build up and you are responsible for this huge highway car crash pileup that happened where it claimed people's lives. If you guys could put salt on the ground to make sure and prevent situations like this, I don't know how in the hell you could have avoided this whole blackout situation. And they don't even have snow plows. Like they, they, there's, if you're watching the news, there's a lot there's of- Fort Worth, you guys get snow. So that's not even an excuse. And here's the thing. It, here's the thing. It's one thing to take that. We're, we live in Vegas. Well, I live in Vegas. It's one thing to take that calculation in Vegas and say, well, we're not going to take any precautions. Like, and, and to a certain extent, Vegas does that. Like, so Vegas does that with rain. Ray, Vegas goes, we're a desert. We don't- their damn mind. 
So here's the thing. Vegas goes, because our roads are the worst in Vegas for rain because we just don't get a ton of it. But they made the calculation. They say, hell, we live in a desert. We don't get much rain. We're not going to spend the money to, you know, have our roads and everything be kind of remodeled to be better suited for the rain. We're just going to, we're going to just take that risk. And it's like, and I'm not even saying that's for in our best interest, but being in our, in a desert and being in our, and having the type of climate, I can understand you making that determination, but Texas has always gotten cold. It's never gotten this cold, but Texas has always gotten cold. It's not like it was something where you're like, oh, well, you know, cold in Texas, that never happens. Like snow in Texas, that never happens. Hell, it snows in Vegas. <laughs> These past couple of years, yes. It has been swishing up out here. It's crazy. Man, these are some unprecedented times. We need to expect everything, prepare for everything, prepare for the worst, prepare for the worst of the worst. Nothing's good's been coming. I mean, it's just what it is right now. No, I agree. It's 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 a it's a difficult time. And like I said, what happens is I feel for the people in the state of Texas who feel like they're powerless right now. Especially, I mean, I feel bad for all people, but especially the ones who didn't vote for these incompetent politicians. It's like, what could you literally have done differently to not be in this type of situation? Mm -hmm. Like, other than maybe once they said this might happen, already have propane tanks and all that stuff at the ready for this. But like, other than that, like, what other preparations could you have been made? Or maybe just saying like, oh, they're telling us a week in advance, let me try to fly out. But even now we're in the middle of a pandemic. So even that was like, is a calculated risk at that. So it's like, I really feel for them. And like I said, I'm keeping the entire state of Texas and uh, in my prayers, especially my family and my friends, but it's, it's just a mess down there. It really is. It really is. It's so sad. And I am praying for everyone in Texas. Try your best to keep warm. I know there's warmer days coming for sure. But Anyways, for some lighter heart stuff, I know there's something else that you've been buzzing to talk about. Yeah, so let me jump into this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I've been feeling a certain type of way recently. And you might be thinking to yourself, Larry, you seem like a cool comic collective cat. What got you up in arms today? And what I'm going to tell you, what has me up in arms today is the slander that I am seeing from my girl, freaking Lori Harvey. It is making me mad and not and not just because it's her in particular, but the way we do black women in general, I think is just completely wrong. I think, you know, here you have a young, beautiful woman. She's successful in her own right. She's living her best life. You know, she's in the dating scene and she gets this moniker as some type of hoe when we know nothing about her sex life. We know nothing about the way she conducts herself other than the small glimpses we get into who she's dating. And let me say, the only thing that I've ever taken exception to what Lori Harvey's done is when she went from Diddy's son, whomever the gentleman's name is, to Diddy. 
That to me is the only thing that's questionable behavior. And I, anybody who's willing to point that out, that's fine. But anybody I'm else- I'm stand in Lori's corner on this one because the person we should be blaming here is the daddy because you knew better. This baby girl is like 23, 24 years old. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. Honestly, I wish that I would have lived my life similar to how she's living her life at that age because I was focused on all the wrong things. Like, who cares about a relationship? You're young, live your best life. These guys are whining and dining her. She is experiencing life. Like, you don't need to be taking anything serious. No, here's the thing. Like I said, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. I feel like once you go from the son to the dad don't get me wrong i don't disagree that there's some onus on uh diddy and i think I we have no if that's been confirmed but They're here's the thing out. what if she was a Ciroc girl what if it was business okay stop no but, but what i'm gonna say on on that point i'm gonna say that i think it's fair that you point out that if the, it worked out the way that the general public thinks it worked out, then a lot of the onus is on Diddy as well. And I think that's so important because I think we have a tendency to blame the woman or blame the party who's quote unquote jumping from one family member to the next. But some onus has to go on the family member. It's like, if, if my son dated somebody, I wouldn't want to date them. If my brother dated somebody, I wouldn't want to date them. Hell, if my friend dated somebody, I wouldn't want to date them. So definitely onus has to go on Diddy. But if she ended up dating Diddy after dating his son, I think that's the only questionable thing she had. Everything else, all the slander she's getting, they're like, oh, she dated Trey Song. She dated who? She dated, she dated uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. She dated Akon's brother. She dated all these people. Who cares? In the real world, you dating the man at Popeye's, he don't treat you right, you move on to the dude who work at Target. Just because the dude she got, got money or her, her business is in the media, that makes her sexually promiscuous. That makes her some type of Jezebel archetype character that we've always made of the black woman in the media. No, I think she's doing exactly what she needs to do. She's young, she's dating. And here's the thing. It's not like she's getting with these guys and they're treating her any type of way. Like you said, she's getting wine and dine. She's being treated like, from what I can see, like a princess and stuff like that. I just watched the video of Michael B. Jordan, what he did for her for Valentine's Day. You know, he did everything. Yes, he talking about Valentine's Day. There's this huge thing going around on social media. I think it's because of Sweetie and she's, basically saying if he doesn't buy you a Birkin, like he doesn't love you. This guy was like, F buying the Birkin, baby. I just bought you stock in Birkin. You own Birkin. How about that? Like that's so fire. I can't even right now. He's both of them, both of them are up on the pedestal for me next to J and B. Like I need them to work out because that is black excellence. And, and here's another thing that troubles me, DJ, and maybe you can speak to it. I don't, and I'm putting this on the brothers because I don't think this has anything to do with the sisters. I don't like how a lot of the black community males, we're all willing to jump to futures defense. We're all willing to jump to offsets defense. But for whatever reason, we think the Michael B. Jordans and the Russell Wilsons are simps. We think like, oh, oh, there's some punks. They doing this and they doing that. What makes them punks? Because they love- Honest. Speak honest. 
because they love a woman who got a lot going for them, gorgeous. You can't you can't tell me that Sierra and Lori Harvey don't step on all these motherfuckers when they walk out. That they don't break necks and rack up checks. The, both of them women are doing great things, not only in their personal life, but in their professional life. So if I'm with that type of woman, why wouldn't I want to elevate her? Why wouldn't I say, yeah, yeah, look at my chick. She's a queen. I want to treat her right. But I'm seeing all these comment sections like, oh, like, oh, oh, Michael B. Jordan's a simp for being with Lori Harvey. She ran through. Or, oh, Russell Wilson's soft. He let Sierra do this and he let Sierra do that. He playing daddy to somebody else's kid. And then meanwhile, they want to glorify when offset, and this is not a shot at offset in future. This is not saying I, I'm taking exception to any of what any of these brothers is doing. I just don't like where we want to condone a certain type of behavior that is destructive to the success of the black family. And then look at this other behavior that is conducive to building a successful black family and, and, and say, we don't like the good shit, but we like the bad shit. And I'm not even saying we, we should, you know, not like the bad shit. I'm just saying, let's not marginalize the good shit and make, try to make these men feel like they're less than men because they want to back the women that they're with. No, absolutely. And I think for women too, this is a huge eye awakening moment that we need to pay more attention to the good guys, like the Russell Wilson's, the Michael B. Jordan's. They are amazing men and it just shows. And I cannot be anything more than just happy for them because Russell- No, time out though. Time out. Let's be fair I though. I love them too. Time out. Let's be fair though. We can point out and say, oh, they picked the good guy. It's one thing to pick the good guy. Who no, took but pick them. Yeah, I no, I was about to say, not just that. Not only are the guys picking them, but it's one thing to say they picked a guy who was just voted the man, the world's most sexiest man in Michael B. Jordan. It's another thing to say they picked the man in Russell Wilson, who's one of the highest paid football players in the history of the world. Like, it's one thing. So as, as the everyday person, when you say let's not exclude the, uh, the quote unquote nice guys, it's not just the Michael B. George or the Russell Wilson. It's that guy on your job who does pretty well for himself, but he's not the hood dude. He's not the exciting cat for you. Maybe you give him a shot too. Because let's be honest, most of y'all ain't running into Michael B. Jordan and Russell Wilson. Let's just be honest. You would give them a chance. Like, even if you liked hood dudes and was like, I only date a motherfucker with a record. And Michael B. Jordan stepped to you and treated you like school, you gonna step to that. Who says I only date a motherfucker with a record? Don't act like they're not out there. Don't act like they're not out there. Stop. Stop. But it's like, hey, maybe I should give Daniel a chance to CPA from home this place. Yes. Because, I mean, he can still do it, and he's a nice guy, and you can get... And to be honest with you, that's how some of our uh, beautiful Black sisters got into some of their positive interracial relations. I think that's what happened with Serena. I think Serena had a couple of relations where people weren't treating her particularly well. I'm, I don't want to cast any aspersions. Maybe I'm wrong. And then here you caught this guy who's just a nice guy and really liked her and said, hey, I want to take you out. I want to treat you well. And she was like, you know what? I like this guy. He's a nice dude. And next thing you know, one thing leads to another. Now he happens to be like a billionaire or multimillionaire, but I'm saying you guys have to sometimes- Alexis Ohanian, we love you. I, I, I love their relationship too. No, and he's another person. People are like, oh, he's just a Cynthia fan because he's standing in the stands with his, you know, I love, you know, Serena Williams shirt. It's like, 
when does it become like some sucker shit to support your partner, yo? Like, when is that like a, a bad look? Can I just clarify that the only people that are hating and saying negative things like that are women because they're just hating. You missed the opportunity. You weren't able to take it and be a real man and somebody else stepped up to the plate. No, but here's the thing though. The men, and you have to agree with me on a little bit of this, DJ, and I will fight you on this. The men, they're the ones who are vocal about it. So in policy, it's the men. In practice, it's the women. In practice, it's a lot of these women not dating the nice guys, not dating the people who act like Russell Wilson but don't got the money, who act like Michael B. Jordan but don't got the money, don't got the fame, don't got the status. A lot of times in the actual practice, it's a lot of women perpetuating these. You got to understand, men and human beings as a nature are responsive creatures. Men are going to do things, well, heterosexual men are going to do things they think are going to attract women, and heterosexual females, in a lot of respect, are going to do things that they think are going to attract men. So the fact that you have a lot of these men out here thinking like, oh, I got to be a hood dude to get some of these women, is because, on the other hand, they're running into a lot of women who that's what they seem to attract. I've seen it personally where people will make a post and be like, oh, like, you know, I, I've dated a lot of nice guys. I want a hood dude now. And it's just like, well, you know, why would you want that? Like, what, what exactly are you trying to do? It necessarily has to be hood. It's the bad. It's human nature for someone to want something that they cannot have or something that does not give them attention. That's where the attraction comes from. And none of us should be like that. I definitely had my moments where I was like that. I have matured. I have grown. But... I mean, it's human nature. Men are like that too. You want the one person who does not want you back. But here's the thing. and But that's what I'm saying though. While I say in policy, it's the men who are saying like Russell Wilson's a simp, Michael B. Jordan's a simp. But like in, you know, in practice, it's the women who are creating some of these monsters that we see on the other side of the fence because of the way that they're moving. And I'm and I'm glad that you're willing to admit that like in one point in your life, you were like that too. Because I think it does stem from immaturity. Because I think a lot of times people get those type of people and that's not really what they wanted. Now they're now they on them. It's like, why don't he love me? Like, why did he treat me so bad? He always doing this, he always doing that. And it's like, well, that's what you said you wanted at first. So <laughs> he's completely consistent with what you asked for. But it's he not really what you thought. nerve to be over here crying. Yeah, you got what you asked for, you know. Don't yeah. touch that stove and be mad you get burnt. For sure, but I mean, I will just say that I am rooting for them. I love them. I think that is a beautiful example of what a relationship should be like, and that's what we should. Well, what it appears on the outside—that's what I feel is a beautiful example of what younger people should strive for, and I love them. No, I, I completely agree, and I support them wholeheartedly. And like I said, I think any of the hate that, you know, Michael B. Jordan's getting for dating Lori Harvey or Lori Harvey's getting for moving the way she's moving, I think it's completely unwarranted. I feel like, hey, fine, you know, go out there, date. 
Date as many people as you can until you find the right person and the person that you want to be with long term. And I feel like Michael B. Jordan, to a lot of extent, can't win. Like, he was getting criticized earlier for some of his dating habits by the women. And now he's getting criticized by the men by some of his dating habits. And it's like, that's why you really just got to move for you. Because everybody else is going to always find fault with something that you're doing. And you just got to live your life to the best of your ability and do what you think is right. So, like, I salute my brothers like Russell Wilson. I salute my brothers like Michael B. Jordan. Treat your women well. Treat your women well. And, you know, and and understand that, like I said, just like you, you people are saying, you know, as young black men, we shouldn't grow up to think that being smart is some sucker shit. We, we shouldn't grow up thinking that being a good partner is some sucker shit. Because it's not. It's, it's, it's an admirable quality. And more, like I said, I, I tip my hat to them. I, I salute my brothers and just keep doing the right thing, you know? And like I said, I'm not trying to go too long on this rant. I know people, I know our audience got things to do. But I, I just wanted to raise that question because I felt like the some of the language surrounding the topic was very problematic to the community as a whole and how mm -hmm. we move forward. And people that are saying negative things, please shut the fuck up respectfully. But anyway, I want to thank our following so much for rocking with us. For it's slowly growing. We're slowly uh, so growing. We keep growing and growing. And I thank you guys so much wholeheartedly for rocking with us for 10 whole episodes. And I cannot wait to record 10 more. Thank you so much for joining us. You can follow us like always. Write us, rate us on Anchor, follow me, converse with me on Instagram. Larry is on Facebook. Larry, give us topics, suggestions. We're all for it. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. We'll, we'll talk about it. We love the feedback. And other than that, see you next week. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.